Hey, 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 hey. hey. Mm-hmm. All right, pal, let's start. So, hello, everyone. Hi, welcome to the conversation. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Conversation from the Diaspora with Love. This is your friend and your sister in Kiru. And today I have my bestie for the resties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. But I don't think my, I've heard be- that. <laughs> my best friend for. For 15 years now. We can tell you that story at a later date, but we've been friends for a very long time, like since since middle school. Yeah, officially seventh grade, but sixth grade was when she wouldn't be a creeper and ask about me and stuff. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, you guys, that will be a separate conversation. It's definitely a funny one, but today we're going to talk about what it means to grow up in an African household. So Gloria and I, um, we're both the eldest mm-hmm. and we're both girls. Mm-hmm. So our experiences are going to be drastically or were and still are to some extent drastically different from our own, our siblings, especially for Gloria, because she's the only girl. Yeah. So, pal, before we get into like our main discussion for um, this conversation, what are some of your memories from growing up in an African home? Good or bad? <laughs> Um, okay, let's see. Um, so I will say like like you mentioned that I'm the oldest, so um let's see, what's the age difference between me and my the next <laughs> sibling? I think it's like eight years almost. No, maybe like seven years. And okay. so, um growing up I I felt like I was always like by myself, like, you know, you growing up um, and you're making friends or whatever, but your your parents are like, oh, no, you're not going to go to so-and-so's house. We don't know them, blah, blah, oh blah. Gosh. So I was always, like, playing by myself for the most part, unless it was, like, with family, you know? But, like, mm. friends from school, like, there was no sleepovers. There was no going to hang out with them for an extended <laughs> amount of time. <laughs> like, you could stay at home, watch TV, play with your imaginary friends. And then when your cousins come over, you can hang out with them. Um, but I will say, I mean, obviously there's some good that comes from it. Because, like, you know, like, from, like, now, I feel like I appreciate my upbringing because, you know, there's certain morals that I'm glad that, I, that they've instilled in me. Um, but, I mean, I will say, obviously, there's some parts where it's like, okay, y'all are just doing too much. Y'all are too strict. Like, let me just be a kid. <laughs> but Oh, yeah. So, um, I feel like I really didn't answer your question because you asked for specific memories. But um, No, no, no. I mean, you pretty much, actually, you covered quite a few things I was going to talk about anyway. So, um, I've written some examples down, um, you know, as I told you earlier. And I know you can relate to some of them because, of course, we've discussed them uh, at you know on different occasions mm-hmm. so one of them I wrote down is the um the oldest child being blamed or held responsible for everything oh gosh <laughs> do you have anything to say regarding that it's like literally as the oldest you're literally I don't even want to say say second parent you are the parent oh <laughs> like, yes oh my gosh thank you for saying it's that it's ridiculous the amount of responsibility <laughs> that you put on that they put on you and you're literally like 10 years old like um, oh my gosh I didn't give birth to this kid like yes I love my siblings and you know I want to take <laughs> care of them but like why am I literally like I mean I'm cooking for them I am 
helping them with their homework, literally instructing them on what to do, what's good and bad. Like, and wow. then of course, when like, if they're the ones that's getting like, actually, I, I want to say they're not even getting scolded. Like you're getting scolded for something yeah. you didn't even do. And you're just sitting there like, okay, like, but this is the, this is the time where you're supposed to actually, you know, this, this is the moment where you can be a parent and like scold the, the people that are actually responsible for the foolishness. Like, come on, why is it falling back on me? Like that makes no sense. And then <laughs> these kids are just getting away with murder. <laughs> <laughs> these kids. <laughs> so that was funny that you say that because like, do you feel that because of the way our parents raise us that we are better equipped to be parents in the future? Mm, that's a good question. Like, because we've technically had uh, uh, an internship at Parenting for all these years. <laughs> Dead. So, I mean, I think we were pretty I in mean, a pretty good place. I will say, I mean, I don't know, like, if I'll be, like, obviously, like, I think I'll be a good parent, but I feel like we are like we have more common sense and we're we are more responsible when it comes than our younger siblings okay because definitely i would say that because we were set on such a high pedestal and we held a lot of responsibility as being the oldest like i feel like we know how to navigate more um when it comes to like solving like certain problems that we may have in comparison to like our siblings like even still now they ask me for like advice all the time which like okay, you know it's good that's a good thing like you know you're the big sister you're like but it's just like how do you not know simple things you know like, where, <laughs> like i don't even want to get into like the examples but like um i'm trying to think of what's a good one like they just ask you questions that like you that that they should know you know what I mean like just just simple things and it's just like where have we failed you (laughs) I think it's mainly because we um like you know as we mentioned we were kind of we had the responsibility to kind of always be doing things right at all times we never really got cut cut slack yeah that's true so I feel like they didn't really have that same chance. Well, I would say for the most part, they grew up, like they had a childhood, if you want to call it that. Right. But for us, we we were adults, like. <laughs> I think, like, I want to say we were, honestly, we were children up until like our siblings were born. Mm. <laughs> and then that's, after, that's interesting. And then after that, that's when I was like, all right, Gloria, you know, you're now in a time in your life where Oh my gosh. We have given you more siblings, and these are now your children in return. You know, it's time to get rid of these childish things, and it's time to grow <laughs> up. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, let me let me go to the next point, so we won't like uh, stay on this, but we're definitely going to revisit that. So the next one that I wrote is that everyone who is significantly older than you automatically becomes an auntie or, or an uncle. Was that part of your experience as well? Um. Wait. What do you mean? Like, like for me, um, I, well, I think for you, um, you know, from what you, you know, I have talked about before, mm. old, you know, people that were older than you, you probably referred to them as like big brother or big sister. Oh, yeah. Was, was there ever this pressure or this expectation to call someone your aunt or uncle? Of course, no relation, but just because they're older, you know. Um, 
I think when it comes to like like do you mean like my mom's like maybe like close friends slash sis like sisters quote unquote and brothers type thing or like people that are about like our age and they're just older than us well okay like well I, I think it might be a slightly different in your culture oh and guys by the way uh, Gloria's Congolese um, I'm Nigerian as um, I believe you probably know from our from my trailer mm-hmm. um, so obviously Africans we are we are not we all have some level of differences you know within our respective cultures but the reason why we're doing this particular conversation is because there are so many striking similarities where it almost seems as if our parents went to the same parenting school. Mm. But, <laughs> but um, I guess as far as like the auntie and uncle thing, there's this culture of, um, and I'm going to talk about this in like a, in a separate episode where there's like a lot of like respect given to our elders. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But I think at a certain point in our childhood, at least for me, you know, speaking from my own personal experience, like you respect your elders so much so to the point that you almost lose your voice in the process. Mm. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't want to disrespect anyone by any chance. So you kind of go out of your way to be like overly respectful, even when people say things or do things that are not respectful to you. I mean, sorry to like kind of sidebar, but it's kind of like similar to what you're saying. I think that's like also like as the oldest, like being Mm. that we have so much respect for our parents, we were never, never to be the ones to say, oh no, we don't want to do that. We don't want to help, you know, so-and-so with their homework or like, why do we have to always do that? Like we kind of (laughs) just did it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, So I know that doesn't have to do anything with like your auntie (laughs) or uncle situation, but it's kind of like, kind of going off what you said about how like you kind of have so much respect for your elders that you lose your voice like yeah and no, I know no, and I feel point. like at that point like we kind of like we do kind of lose our voice in a sense like and then you're also a kid too so like yeah what voice do you even have to like stand up for yourself and say hey mom like this this isn't right <laughs> like <laughs> what do we know they clearly manipulated us <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah talking back in an african home is just not like it doesn't happen no <laughs> like now like with my mom and i we kind of go like head to head sometimes not in a bad way but like you know at the age and stage that i'm at now you know i kind of like you know the roles kind of reverse and it's quite beautiful to see like now i'm like her mom sometimes <laughs> Like I tell, not that I tell her what to do, but like mm-hmm. if she's not doing something right or if she's doing something like in a way that's not really the best, I kind of give her advice and tell her mom that's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, it's interesting. But you know, as far as like the whole, it's interesting thing, though because like even now, like they depend on us for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. It's, it's even gone beyond just being like the second parent thing. Like we're now like helping them navigate with like even simple things like bills or like. Like, the other day, my mom needed help <laughs> finding someone to, like, fix the lawnmower. Like, you're always, like, doing some type of errand or, like, figuring out something for them. Like... Oh, yeah. It's like you're a parent and, like, a, a sister, in a sense. Like, sometimes... Like, there, my mom, she calls me this all the time. She calls me big sis all the time. And I'm like... You're okay. cute. But at the same time, like, I am your child. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's no, there's no time to be a child in the African home, apparently. You're either... You're just so equal... <laughs> 
<laughs> you're an equal oh, kind of and you're excited you're, you're it's like weird like they want you to be an equal but at the same time you have to like respect them and don't you dare cross them i don't know oh, it's weird know. It's, it's, a- it's hard to find a balance sometimes mm-hmm. but just a quick note because i know um offline gloria was telling me she listened to my my uh previous record uh, episode Mm-hmm. And she said I sounded sleepy. So guys, just just in case you, you were thinking the same thing, I literally recorded uh, both the trailer and the first episode like around like between the hours of two a.m. and four a.m. So if I sounded sleepy, it's because I was trying to, you know, get it done at those will, early hours. Yeah, I will <laughs> say you say you sound definitely more lively today. I don't know if it's because I brought this spirit from out of no, here. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, like, I think for me, like, it's the the whole aunt and uncle thing, like, it just, like, and I think a big reason why we, that is a big part of our culture, and, you know, of course, they do it back home, you know, on the continent as well, but I feel like here, because so many of us are removed from, like, our extended relatives back in our respective home countries, whenever we see someone that is, you know, from our culture that is here, Mm-hmm. they kind of automatically become an aunt or an uncle to us because it's like oh you know, yeah 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 I yeah. get what you're trying to say now yeah but I think sometimes like like you know I guess kind of going back to the whole thing about losing your voice and like losing your sense of self to an extent like you like you see them as like a second like set of parents or whatever the case may be and it's like you try to kind of um, I don't know it's kind of hard to like really explain it but I think sometimes like they take advantage of the fact that well if you're calling me your aunt or your uncle i'm going to treat you as like a kid and sometimes like they i don't know they they seem to like take that to the head and it's almost like you know me calling you my aunt or or me calling you my uncle you're going to treat me as a child and that's not you know that's not good but I mean, we can definitely go into that a little bit more later, and like mm-hmm. I'll talk about that in a separate episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but you mentioned something earlier: sleepovers do not exist in the African parents' vocabulary. <laughs> Let me tell you about <laughs> my one experience with my fake sleepover that wasn't oh even gosh. really a sleepover. I can't remember what how old I was, but I want to say I was like maybe in second grade. Yeah, it had to be like maybe second grade. Oh, um, that's surprising. Yeah. So my one of my friends at school like had like a birthday sleepover thing and they were doing like outdoor camping, but the camping was like literally in their backyard type thing. Oh, and okay. so I begged my parents to go, right? And so they let me go. And I stayed the night, but literally like at five or six AM my dad was there ready to pick me up like I, they were oh just starting to make breakfast for us I didn't get any breakfast he literally snatched <laughs> me from out that tent and we left man let me tell you that was the saddest ride home saddest. how far did you how far did you live from them oh uh, I just can't remember but it was long enough where I remember like sitting in the back seat and being like this is so upsetting and I'm so oh sad gosh. that I had to leave my friends no but for life. the fact that you were able to actually sleep over, like that's yeah. surprising to me. That is so. Yeah, I will say. I think you and I only slept over each other's places like once oh each. Oh my gosh! And we've been friends was, all these years. That was such an ordeal, and it shouldn't have been that way at all. Like <laughs> the fact that our parents knew each other, they knew her best friends were both African. Like 
what more do you want? (laughs) So, like, why do you think that is? Like, why do you, you know? I just honestly feel like Africans don't trust people. Like, they Mm. just don't. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I know I don't my know. mom don't trust people. I know that for sure. Like, I mean, I know, like, from our conversations, like, now, like, you know, in the future, like, when I have kids, I really don't think I'm going to let them, like, sleep over either. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of everything that's going on in today's world. But I feel like the world we grew up in was relatively safe, maybe. Yeah. Or no, maybe because we were looking at it from, like, child's eyes. But, you know, with everything that's happening today, like, I can totally see why, you know, if a parent says that today, but back then I mean I don't know I mean I don't think there's nothing I don't think there's anything wrong with sleepovers I think it just depends on the dynamic that you have like as a parent the dynamic um like the relationship that you have with the child's parent and like Mm. knowing how they raise their child and things like that and like it has to happen gradually right like it's not like your child should come home it's like mom you know I made a new friend like can I sleep over no like there has to be baby steps like maybe like there's play oh yeah or maybe we're going to a birthday party or maybe we're hanging out for maybe two three hours on end with their family to see how you know how it is that they navigate how they treat their kids things like that and then we can move forward to you know a sleepover but like I don't know you just have to be careful yeah oh yeah because I, I mean I feel like those are great experiences that you can have with your child like I know this like I feel like for me like I don't have like a lot of childhood memories besides like birthdays <laughs> and obviously like you know birthdays are things that should be celebrated and it's great and I'm glad that mm-hmm. I got to celebrate them but there should be more than just that you know what I mean and they're all at your house pretty much right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh that's so true they were all at my house <laughs> oh my gosh because but then you know what's so funny though the whole sleepover thing like you can't sleep over anybody's house but they can come sleep they can sleep over, over yours place that's what's funny <laughs> no my mom is, was funny too because she didn't really want people at her you know at our place either oh really so like I mean it depends like of course like you and I you know with the level of closeness that we have mm-hmm. and had you know in our families Wait, and correct, whatever correct me if I'm wrong but I feel like there were times like you know how like I would come over your house for like you know the usual hour and 30 minutes that really was an hour <laughs> and 30 minutes it was either my mom would be calling me telling me I need to come home or like your mom would look be hinting at like I need to leave like why can't oh, we just no, no, enjoy no. ourselves <laughs> Yeah, I I just don't know why, like what's what's the fear? Like, like I don't know. And all we did was just literally listen to music and like talk. laugh and watch cartoons. Like just a very simple life. Right. Like we weren't out here in these streets being ruthless and. <laughs> Gosh. We were just simple. Literally, like. So, okay, the next one is dating or relationships do not happen. But the moment you graduate from college, you'll be asked by every African auntie and uncle when you're getting married. Can you relate? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I can definitely relate. But it's funny because, like, okay, so the whole dating thing definitely isn't, that's not even a thing at all. Yeah. At all at all and and it's like it sucks because like you know 
as a teenager, of course, you're going to be mingling with guys and stuff. You should be able to talk to your parents about these things. But of course, we like to hide <laughs> things and things come to light. And I just feel like it causes more chaos than it needs to be. But mm. yeah, definitely no dating at all. And then now that, you know, we're graduates and we're getting older. Well, yeah, I mean, you're a whole wife, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at least you're done with the questioning, but. I well, was... the question continues. Oh, oh yeah. when are kids, ha- when are oh, kids yeah, coming? I want, I want kids, grandkids. That's a good point. So, you never mind. You're still getting. They can never, questions. like, let you rest in your season. Like, oh, it's always, like, something else. Like, it, something it needs to happen I, I at their time. I honestly think no matter how old we get, like, there's always going to be something. Like, some type of complaint from our parents. Like, <laughs> we're never going to grow up in their eyes. Like, ever. ever. Oh, my gosh. That's actually funny you say that because that's actually one of the questions I was going to like touch on briefly. Like, when do you ever fully grow up as an African child? Like, is it possible? You don't. <laughs> I mean, even now, like I'm living with my parents, and like even something as simple as like going out somewhere, like you have to be detailed with telling them who you're going <laughs> with. You need to write out list by list directions, how many miles is each turn type oh, thing. No. <laughs> who are you gonna be with? What? How long are you gonna be there? And what time will you be back? I mean, even going out of town is ridiculous. Like, I'm telling you. Oh. See, guys, this is exactly <laughs> what I was saying earlier. Like, obviously, we all have our different experiences, and they're all unique. But there are way too many similarities. Like, the next question I was gonna ask, or the next point I was gonna bring up is convincing your parents that you want to hang out with friends Mm-mm. took about three to five business days of- <laughs> <laughs> like you have to let them know within like a certain time frame and then the the painful part is like when the day came they would like tell you oh you didn't tell me on time uh, or, but or figure out is- a way to tell you no you can't go or you can't do whatever it is but the thing is right that whole three to five business days thing or whatever (laughs) like I used to do that and then like when it would come to the actual day you're right they would forget or like somehow have amnesia all of a sudden (laughs) so then I I forgot I like bumped that whole three to five day rule and I would hit them the day before it was definitely (laughs) risky risky (laughs) it was super risky right because you could get an immediate no for the late notice immediate no (laughs) (laughs) but at the same time if they do say yes but also I had to be strategic with what when I would do it right you either do it like maybe like around company or when they're relaxed (laughs) feeling good like (laughs) oh my gosh no you did not bring that up (laughs) there's certain time periods you want to you want you like you don't want to ask them when they just got off home from like got home from work no that's a terrible time terrible time but you got to be strategic with it so then when I did get my yes you know, then there's no way you could tell me you forgot or whatever. <laughs> you almost have to write a contract. <laughs> but legit. <laughs> oh but man, legit. that's funny. And so, let there be some type of like penalty fee. Yeah, right. They wouldn't pay it. Oh my. God. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually quite sad. <laughs> have you? Um, I don't think um I've ever heard you tell me this, and this wasn't really my experience either, but. Have you ever been threatened to be sent back to your home country? Like if you were misbehaving for whatever reason or being ungrateful or no, whatever? Oh, but my little brothers have. <laughs> no, no, no. Dead serious. Like, I don't think I've ever told you this, but like, so Christian and Ezra, like, when they were young, like, they were some ruthless kids. And the fact that they were like close in age too, I mean, they would like. Pretty much like twins, right? Yeah, they're pretty much twins because they're 11 months apart. It was getting to a point where like, 
I don't know if my dad was just frustrated or just tired of their behavior. Yeah. But my dad literally proposed this very long um, <laughs> argument of why we should send them both back to oh shit, Christian <laughs> and Ezra in the Congo, legit, dead serious. What was what were his reasons? So he was saying how like one of his <laughs> friends like did that to like a few of his kids. And now they're like doctors, engineers, and you know, they have wow. a better appreciation for their upbringing. You know, their behavior calmed down tremendously and they're doing well in school. Like, hmm. so that was his argument. Wow. And he was like, they would, you know, learn great skills and not be so spoiled, blah, 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 blah. But my mom was not having that. She was like, "Uh uh-uh, you don't know how I grew up. They're they're not going to treat my kids right. Yeah. Who we're sending them off to, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. I think my dad was just tired. He a little bit older, too, so. Yeah. (laughs) No, but, like, and now that we're actually talking about that, because I've, I've like, listened in on other conversations before where people kind of talk about this whole notion of, you know, sending your kids back home. Um, Using that as a threat or some type of punishment, I think that really affected uh, many of our I guess thinkings or imaginations as, as it relates to our home countries mm, like you know first of all at that age point. yeah like you know like at, at that age you know it was already quote uncool to be African whatever that may mean um, you know and now you know it's pretty cool it's pretty hip to be African you know we can discuss that later but it's like telling your kid oh I'm gonna send you back home that doesn't paint a good you know picture for them like you know they're gonna associate yeah, it it, going back mm-hmm. home as like, oh my gosh, you know, oh, I'm, I should be afraid. I don't want to go back. Th-. Like, you know, that right. that's not a good punishment or it's not a good line to use. I definitely agree, cause like I'm like, um, it's just funny that you say that because I never even thought about it like that until now. Like, yeah, that's a very interesting point. Like the fact that you're comparing your home country to a place that's like miserable or yeah some place that's going to teach you a lesson or some place where you just don't want to be yeah which it should definitely be the opposite like we should be embracing it talking about the good that comes from it and why we should go back and visit you know what i mean oh yeah exactly and uh let me see and um you pretty much kind of mentioned it just now as well like uh, when your dad said that when he, one of his uh, friends or someone sent their kids back home and now they're like doctors and whatever. So to that point, uh, this whole notion of being compared to other people's oh, kids. Lord. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think every African child has gone through that and it's like not a good feeling at all. Cause like our yeah. parents, they see it as, I don't know if they see it as like a source of encouragement, but it's not really encouraging to compare your you child. Know they don't know how to encourage nobody. Oh my god! <laughs> they do not know how to encourage nobody. Is this like, oh, did you see? Like, you know, they'll have a conversation with, um, you know, one of their friends, and of course on speakerphone or whatever. You know, they're always loud and yelling. And then, you know, they get off the phone. Like, did you hear what he said? Did you hear what she said? <laughs> you know, um, this your, you know, one kind of, you know, thing they'll say. You know, I, he just got into medical school or he just did this, he just did that. And it's like, but I'm also, you know, doing good things in my own way. And it's always like, ne- you're never really enough. <laughs> right. You're never enough, bro. Like, Which is so terrible. I know. 
Like, and I this don't is know. coming from people who gave birth to you. Like, if I'm not good enough for my own parents, <laughs> how do you think I'm going to see myself when I go into the real world? And, like, not to, like, and guys, this is definitely a lighthearted conversation. We're not down-talking African parents. We love our African parents because, yes, you know, they've done so much for us. And, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of talking. We're just trying to, like, highlight some of the things that we went through as, as children. And yeah. like, and how... they and they loved us the best way that they could. Honestly, oh yeah, they have a like a way different upbringing than we do. Like, we're very appreciative and grateful for all the sacrifices that they made. But definitely, <laughs> there's just some things that could be a little bit different. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and honestly, it made us better people. <laughs> but how do you, do you think, in some ways, um, to some extent? And again, um, of course, again, we all have different experiences. But would you say our upbringing, um, kind of would you say that it affected your self-esteem at all? Mm. Like how you viewed yourself or, you know, like I said, like I mentioned earlier, your, maybe your voice or, um, you know, like, you know, when the parents say, oh, you know, this person's doing this, you should be doing that. Like, did that ever kind of affect your, the way you viewed yourself or maybe did you ever see yourself as an inadequate? Um, I want to say no. Because I feel like I didn't start hearing that until, like, I was a lot older. Okay. Because growing up, like, I was always seen as, like, oh, she's well-behaved. Yeah. She's super smart. Like, she's going to do great things in life. Like, oh, y'all should look to Gloria to do this. Like, I mean, yes, it's a lot of pressure, but I've gotten, I mean, and I hate to brag, but I've gotten uh-huh. a lot of praise. Okay. <laughs> as the other shot. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> but um, I feel like I started to hear that more, like more so, like towards like in the college, when I kind of wasn't knowing what I was trying to do with my life or whatever. But like at that point, <laughs> I mean, at that point, it did suck to hear that from my parents. And I think like, and we've gone through like different challenges when it comes to like me choosing like what I want to do for the rest of my life or whatever. Mm. But I feel like um, it like their commentary didn't hurt me enough to keep me to keep going to what like certain goals that I had in mind for myself okay okay yeah because I know I mean of course we talk about this all the time and again I mean I will say it was annoying and a little bit discouraging but I don't think it like ruined my self-esteem or made me feel like I should give up or anything like that and like the sad part that I would say I feel like we kind of became desensitized to a lot of these things I was about to say it. <laughs> and I, I I know it's like so terrible and like for any of our listeners who are not part of the diaspora, um, you know, it's something that you have to kind of grow up in to like truly understand it and to some extent appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of us we were, you know, we uh <laughs> well, like I said, I, I can only speak for myself. Um <laughs> That was annoying. <laughs> All right, guys. So we apologize. Um, the line got disconnected. So we're just going to get back to where we left off. Uh, so, Kyle, so I, was, I was talking to you about um, this article I read by Joseph Adamu mm-hmm. entitled Growing Up African. And one thing he said is that uh, African parents don't believe in your craft until the money starts coming in. What do you think about that? 100%. believe it (laughs) care care to elaborate 
Um, yeah, so, uh, well, I'll speak on myself and then also another example that I know of. So I don't know, I can't remember her name, but she's Nigerian, but I think she is living like in London right now. Um, okay. She's a comedian. And before she went to comedy, she was actually like an electrical engineer or something. Hmm. Basically making big bucks or whatever. And so she told her parents that she wanted to then transition to comedy. And Oh my gosh. <laughs> her parents were just like, this is dumb. Like, this is a waste of your time. Like, you're already, you know, you're doing well for yourself. Why would you turn to this? And so, the, you know, they doubted her and they were like, well, you'll you'll come back to the electrical ne- engineering stuff. Like, don't worry about it. And oh, yeah. she, um, you know, she like went into competitions and stuff. She would invite her family or tell tell her family about it. They were like, oh, well, you know, it's great that you got in the competition, but, act, you know, let us know when you actually win type oh, stuff. Oh, my gosh. I know. It uh. was terrible. But now she's like, I mean, I don't know how big she is, but she had a um, special on Netflix which is um it actually was really good too and her mom was actually in the crowd and she made some joke about you know her life and you know how they didn't support her and stuff and now like since she's doing shows and things like that now her mom is like you know in the crowd cheering her on and things like that so it's just interesting to see how the table is turning. <laughs> like initially when i when she wanted to do this they weren't on board and now that she's selling out shows and has specials and things like that they they actually want to be a part of it so oh yeah yeah and then like also for me I mean but honestly when I think about it like it's not like I was trying to go into a career that wasn't like you know unorthodox like I wasn't going into the arts or anything like that I mean I was just switching you know my aspect of healthcare but I guess because you know switching from going to medical school and now going to PA school you know they weren't on board because it's like oh you know it's not as you know I guess it's great of a I don't even know how to explain it but like they they think that the comparison isn't the same like you're lowering your standards you won't be making as much you're just gonna be working for someone for the rest of your life type deal but now that I'm in school and I got in you know yeah they kind of riding with me now because um, they getting know you know what I'm saying they're gonna uh-huh. be like take care of me uh-huh. <laughs> that is terrible <laughs> but yeah I mean I definitely agree with what he has to say I mean there's I don't know and it's like I don't think they mean it in any harm for them not to support us they just want us to make sure that you know we're financially stable and able to take care of themselves like you know they'll give you that story oh you know they didn't come to this country for no reason yeah you know they're not trying to you know raise no clowns or painters (laughs) like oh my gosh (laughs) but yeah no, but you're right though. I mean, you know, most of us do share that particular aspect. Like, our parents came here. You know, most, you know, probably are coming from countries that were having some sort of conflict. You know, during the time that they left. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so they all have their stories, and you know, when they come here, you know, they bring their families here, they raise their children here. Mm-hmm. They definitely want us to have like a better future than they, you know 
you know, of course, they're probably li- they're living pretty decent lives now. Yeah. You know, they've worked hard to get to that point, but of course, I think they any parent, always want better for us. Yeah, I mean, that's you know, that's that's what any good parent wants. They want their, they want their children to be better than they you know than they are and than they were. Mhm. Yeah. But so I, think I mean, African parents are on a different level. Like oh, they yeah. don't want you to just be better than like who they were. Like they want you to literally like be the be best, on, be on the mountaintops type best. Like. <laughs> They want I, you to blow every, right. They want you to blow everybody out the water. Oh yeah. Like so, I guess it's kind of a compliment that they think that we can excel such great things. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like if you weren't in law, if you weren't in medicine, if you weren't an engineer, like anything outside of those three main ones, is there anything else? Medicine, um, you know, doctor lawyer engineer yeah just those three honestly yeah like anything outside of that realm was just like foreign completely foreign completely unacceptable you know Mm -hmm. so like for me like i started out you know the typical oh and nursing too nursing is also part of it you know you can be a nurse yeah so for me i started out you know wanting to do the pre-med route and then i was like you know kind of maybe the let's well i gave it like a year i would say like after that first year, I was like, mm, "This is not really what I want to do." So I switched to like you know what I'm, you know, what my major ended up being was international studies. And for the longest, and even now, my mom is still kind of like, um, "You know what exactly is that?" <laughs> and um, you know I'm currently working my master's in global affairs, so it's still kind of like, oh, "Okay, well, I mean at this point, she's clearly devoted to this field." So like. I think for my mom, she's kind of gotten to a point where she's accepted it and she actually likes it. Mm-hmm. You know, she likes the fact that I've, I guess, I think for our parents, like, you know, like you, even with you, like I went to PA school and everything, like, because they don't really understand it and because they don't really know much about it, there's always going to be some level of like resistance because, mm-hmm. you know, they, of course, again, this, I think sometimes it comes back to bragging rights. Like, they want to tell their friends, oh, yeah, my daughter's a, you know, this, she's a lawyer, she's a doctor, she's an engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes them feel good to be like, oh, wow, you know, your daughter is doing, like, you know, they like that praise. Mm-hmm. So, like, when they tell their friends, oh, she's doing this, they're like, oh, what is that? Like, they don't want to have to explain it because they don't really know what, they, what it is themselves. And, you know, so it's like a lot of kind of back and forth with them. But I think if you're able to convince yourself most importantly and then if you're able to convince them that you can do it and then if you actually do it i mean they have no choice to, but to be proud of you and i think at this point right. that we're like the age that we are in now and like where we are now i mean i think they see that they've raised you know pretty decent kids right you know? <laughs> so pal just to kind of like round up a little bit um what are you know of course we've kind of like made fun about some of our experiences but what are some things that you um you appreciate your parents you know most like what is what are some what are some things that you really appreciated about how they raised you and you know of course looking at it now as an adult like what can you say like and um are you going to take any of that into your own uh children's upbringing when when the time comes Mm. um I will say one thing I appreciate about my parents is that, like, they're always present. Mm. And okay. sometimes, nice. like, 
you know, you don't want to talk to them about certain things or, you know, maybe they might not give the best advice, but they're always there. Like, you know what Hmm. I mean? So, like, if, like, like, I know, like, like, I feel like when it comes to talking to parents about certain things, you're always, like, hesitant. But, like, the door is always open for you to talk to them. Like, like, I feel like they want, they want what's best for you okay and so even though you might have hard like difficult conversations to talk to them about like even though they yell at you and stuff they'll be there and try to help you come with the solution like come up with the solution Mm. to whatever your problem is or like even just being there like physically like physically being there like like I think about my parents like I've always had like a home-cooked meal type thing like you know nice things like that um also just like um like different like less like life lessons and morals that they try to instill in us i want to make sure that i carry those over to my children um and just like like i feel like even though we always talk about oh you know they just want us to respect them all the time but honestly we like i think we have like we're really respectful people like yeah I feel like out of like um, like I feel like a lot like all my African friends I feel like are like genuine and just caring and respectful people <laughs> nice you know what I mean um what else man I'm trying to um, carry some of those cooking skills over too but <laughs> let me tell you golly I was for African food oh my gosh like Oh my gosh, I love African food so much. I know, it's amazing. But there's so many dishes that I need to like still learn. I still got like some of the basics down, you know. <laughs> got the cassava leaves, you know, my beans, different meats and stuff like that. I need to get more into it because there's just so much that I need to have <laughs> before they leave this earth. Well, Val, thank goodness for YouTube. I know, right? <laughs> um, But yeah, I'll say that. Well, okay, I'll say one thing I can uh, definitely say, you know, you know, as far as my parents, like, they definitely did the best that they could with what they had. Mm-hmm. And that's something I could never take away from them. Like, as you mentioned, how, like, the way that we were raised, um, like, when I kind of look at how we were raised versus some of our peers, you know, not to compare, obviously, but, you know, I definitely appreciate the, the fact that our parents were, like you said, they were present they wanted to be involved and of course sometimes it was like overbearing to some extent mm-hmm. but Always I really do business. feel like oh yeah <laughs> but I really do feel like they did it because they wanted to protect us because again I mean at that time the world I was still I would say you know wasn't as bad as it is now but they were you know they wanted to make sure that we were okay and you know because there's a lot that's going on and you know they wanted to be there they wanted to be sure that we were doing the right thing and they wanted to like always encourage us because it's, it's, it's easy to kind of like sit back and not want to do anything but if you have someone who's always encouraging you and pushing you to, to be a, the better you know version of yourself you know why would you not like that you know yeah and the other thing I'll say too um you know like and I, I think I touched on it earlier you know our parents you know they came here with you know d- different ways you know my dad came here in the late 70s um, you know, for school and everything else. And then, you know, eventually we came to the U.S. in the, you know, mid-90s. 
so it's like you know a lot they definitely go through a lot they sacrificed a lot you know for us to be where we where we are today so that's something mm-hmm. that I definitely appreciate you know so to our African parents you know I'm sure most of you probably won't even listen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but in case you know your kids who are now adults you know share this with you just want to say thank you so much because we are who we are because of you mm-hmm. um, and you know of course you did what the best you could with I guess the way that you were raised and everything and there's so many things that we're going to take as you know as our own children come so we just want to thank right. you for that and, uh, and before they're we... amazing I mean if you think about all that they had to do like all the things that they had to juggle and be a parent like the least we could do is be a second parent <laughs> <laughs> the least we could do <laughs> as but the pal, oldest the least we could do is be a second parent but pal definitely I'm definitely going to invite you on for a part two of this conversation to kind of like talk about like the downsides mm-hmm. and like what our parents could have done or well at this point it doesn't it's doesn't it's too late because we're right. adults but at least what we can do differently when our kids you know come and everything right. so so just to kind of like quickly round up um i just want to quickly give this uh give gloria a little bit of time to talk about what she's doing and first of all thank her oh, thank you so much for joining my oh, this episode this. and it's your first it's like your first second because the first one was <laughs> the first intro, second yeah but exactly this is like your first one that got to be a part of it oh yeah so i'm so um i'm so excited um she will be starting pa school this has been a dream of hers yeah. for a while and you know for the fact that she's able to actualize it i'm really excited for her mm-hmm. so um just want to give her kudos for that and Bob, yeah. do you want to drop your instagram or any anything like that oh yeah um so, as you guys all know, hopefully by this point, my name's Gloria. I've been curious <laughs> by this point. <laughs> yeah, hopefully by this point, you know. Um, but yeah, feel free to follow me on Instagram. Um, my name is Sweet and Glow. It's Sweet S W W E E T underscore N underscore Glow G L O Sweet and Glow. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. And, so, uh, was that did you want to say something else? I'm sorry. Oh, and thanks for having me on the show. Like, I think it's great that you're, you know, that you have this platform and we can have these discussions. And, you know, it's nice to just have, like, the space where we could talk about, like, our upbringings and just different things that we've experienced as, you know, African people of the diaspora. Yes, definitely. So, yeah. guys, we just want to um, thank you again. Um, really appreciate you for listening in. Thank you for joining the conversation. Um, if you would like to support, if you like what we're talking about, please share, please subscribe. And um, if you would like to contact me, you can reach me uh, via email, buildingafricasfuture at gmail.com. Or if you'd like to contribute anything to the podcast, um, my cash tag is uh, dollar sign in Obi. That is N-K-I-R-U-O-B-I. So once again, I just want to thank you all. And um, until next time. I wish you all the best. I wish you happiness and I wish you love. Until then, take care. Bye. Bye.